This episode is brought to you by AARP. 18 years from tonight, Grant Gill will become a comedy legend when he totally kills it at his improv class's graduation performance. Knees will be slapped. Hilarity will ensue. That's why he's already keeping himself in shape and razor sharp today with wellness tips and tools from AARP to help make sure his health lives as long as he does. Because the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org slash healthy living. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to The Relationship Doctor. I'm Dr. Steven Snyder, and today I want to talk with you about one of the things people fear most in a relationship. I'm referring to the phrase, we need to talk. Today, I want to tell you about a new podcast from my team at Macmillan. It's called Knowing. It's a biography show you won't want to miss. On each season of Knowing, host Christy Westgard will take you for an inside look at an iconic entertainer. The first season is all about Robin Williams. In this short, eight-episode audio biography, you'll hear never-before-heard interviews from people who worked with Robin and knew him best. You'll hear from comedians like Gilbert Gottfried and Chris Gethard about how Robin inspired them to push the boundaries of comedy. Listen for a moving portrait of an unforgettable icon. Just search for Knowing colon Robin Williams on your favorite podcast app. It is a truth universally acknowledged that those four words, we need to talk, are never going to lead to anything good. The other day, I looked up we need to talk on Urban Dictionary. According to one contributor, the phrase means, listen to me now or I'm walking out the door. Someone else defined it as the end of your relationship or something that could mean the end of your relationship unless you take it really seriously. A third contributor defined we need to talk as the perfect time to fake a heart attack. So it seems like however you define it, these four words are clearly something you never want to hear your partner say. Sometimes the thing that makes the phrase we need to talk so bad is what comes next. Like we need to talk about those text messages I just found on your phone. But sometimes it's more innocent. Very often it's just we need to talk about our relationship, which in a way you'd think would be good, right? So why does the phrase we need to talk fill people with such dread? As Patricia Love and Stephen Stosny point out in their book, How to Improve Your Marriage Without Talking About It, when one person says to the other, honey, we need to talk about our relationship, you almost never hear the other person say, wow, that makes me so happy. I'm really eager to share my feelings about our relationship with you, too. Let's think together about why that should be. As regular listeners to this podcast will instantly recognize, the phrase, we need to talk, is completely inaccurate. The problem, of course, is the word, we. What you really want to say is, I, I need to talk. A lot of people in relationships use we when they really mean I. It's much better if instead you say something like, I need to talk with you. Because that means what you're about to say is subjective. It's your own experience. We need to talk sounds like some kind of moral absolute. Maybe you've heard of a kind of psychology from the 1970s called transactional analysis. 
one of its main points was that we all have inside us what you might call a parent, adult, and child. The adult part of you tends to be practical, rational, and mostly interested in solving problems. When two people in a relationship are talking adult to adult, that's usually a good sign. The parent part of you is mostly concerned with enforcing moral authority. And the child part of you mostly just wants the parent to get off their back so they can go back to having fun. The phrase, we need to talk, most often sounds like a moral judgment coming straight out of parent mode. That can quickly put the person hearing it right into child mode, which obviously is not what you want when you're trying to work something out between two adults. As Love and Stasny point out, another problem with the phrase, we need to talk, is that when it comes to relationships, there are two different kinds of people, or at least two different kinds of roles. And people in these two roles tend to think about relationships very differently. In the first role, the fundamental thing in a relationship is to feel connected. If you don't feel the other person is connecting with you, that can feel very threatening. For instance, if they forget your birthday. In the second kind of role, the fundamental thing in a relationship is to perform well. You're not so preoccupied with whether or not you feel connected. You're more interested in whether you've done a good job or taken care of your partner's needs or checked all the boxes. Your skin refuses to be defined by age. That's why Agency creates personalized anti-aging formulas that smooth fine lines, lighten dark spots, and improve the appearance of dark circles. Each formula is tailored to you and prescribed by a licensed dermatology provider. Formulas are customized with clinically proven ingredients like tretinoin, which is up to 20 times stronger than retinol. Get your first month free at withagency.com. That's W-I-T-H-A-G-E-N-C-Y.com. $4.95 shipping and handling subject to consultation. Subscription required. Cancel any time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now let's explore what happens when people who are accustomed to playing these two different kinds of roles get together. Let's say Jamie is the first kind of person. The thing that makes Jamie feel most reassured is to feel close and connected. Let's say Jamie is in a relationship with Ronnie. Ronnie is more of a check-all-the-boxes kind of person. The thing that makes Ronnie feel most reassured is the feeling of having done a good job. Jamie and Ronnie start out quite happily together, but as time goes by, Jamie notices that Ronnie's idea of a relationship seems to have more to do with getting praise and being a good lover. Ronnie doesn't seem to need as much intimate communication about feelings. Jamie needs these things a lot. That's something Jamie can't seem to make Ronnie understand. One night, let's say Jamie and Ronnie are watching TV. After the show ends, Jamie takes the remote shuts off the TV, takes Ronnie's hand, looks deeply into Ronnie's eyes, and says, we need to talk. We haven't been connecting lately. Now, to Jamie, this is a very loving thing to say. It means, I really want to feel close to you again. But remember, Ronnie's idea of a relationship mostly consists of doing a good job and performing well, 
What Ronnie hears is, you've disappointed me. Of course, disappointing Jamie is the thing Ronnie fears most. So Ronnie reacts by getting emotionally withdrawn. But having your partner withdraw and be distant is the thing Jamie fears most. As you can see, their needs are fundamentally at odds. Jamie gets upset and wants to talk more about those feelings. But the more Jamie talks, the more Ronnie feels inadequate, which makes Ronnie want to withdraw even more. And so on and so on. Not good. There has to be a better way, right? If you're someone like Jamie and you have a need to talk about your relationship, here's a better approach. First, don't say we when you really mean I. Some people need to talk in order to connect. Other people need to feel connected first before they can get any benefit from talking. Next, don't underestimate the power of nonverbal connection. Sometimes it can be a good idea to connect physically first in whatever way feels best for the two of you before trying to communicate with words. As we discussed in episode 18, language is a really late human evolutionary acquisition. For almost all of human prehistory, our ancestors had to rely on nonverbal behaviors to reassure each other, like grooming each other's fur. Your partner may first need a lot of reassurance before they can really feel confident that your intentions are friendly and not hostile. Next, speak adult to adult, not parent to child. It's really easy to fall into parent-child mode when you're frustrated and upset. When that happens, see if you can be aware of it so you can get back to speaking to one another as adults. And finally, be patient with each other. As you've heard me say many times on this show, your partner doesn't exist to satisfy your emotional needs. Your feelings are important and you have the right to them, but your partner has the right to their feelings too. Make sure both of you feel acknowledged as equals. If the two of you stay together, Eventually, you may have to just accept the fact that you're always going to experience things very differently, no matter how much talking you do. What's your most pressing relationship question? Email it to me at relationshipdoctor at quickanddirtytips.com. You might even hear your question on the show. For more useful tips on getting more of what you need in a relationship and holding on to it once you get it, Follow me on Twitter and Facebook. And check out my book. Follow me on Twitter and Facebook. Check out my book, Love Worth Making, How to Have Ridiculously Great Sex in a Long-Lasting Relationship. And be sure to listen and subscribe to Relationship Doctor on Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. All content here is for informational purposes only. This content does not replace the professional judgment of your own mental health provider. Earning your degree online doesn't mean you have to go about it alone. At Capella University, we're here to support you when you're ready. From enrollment counselors who get to know you and your goals, to academic coaches who can help you form a plan to stay on track. We care about your success and are dedicated to helping you pursue your goals. Going back to school is a big step, but having support at every step of your academic journey can make a big difference. Imagine your future differently 
at capella.edu.